everyone, welcome to the Mouse and More podcast. This is Tony, and tonight I am joined by Adam and Liza and a very special guest, Chris Wood. How's it going, everybody? It's going it's so great. I'm Excellent. really excited. I, don't, I haven't been able to talk to people in three months. I've been alone in my house, so, so it's nice to be back. It's it's nice to have you back, Chris. Uh, we we told people you would be back occasionally, and, and this is, yeah. I think, the second show you've had be- that we've had you back on, uh, and uh, we just can't quit you. Uh, who can? No one. No, no one can. I think I think what's amazing is Chris is no longer a cat lady. She's a dog lady. Yeah, okay, there's been a lot going on in her life. That's not entirely true. Yeah. I just want to say that's not entirely true. Like, I'm totally a cat lady, but <laughs> then we got this puppy, and it, she's the best. I mean, I love this puppy. So um, I've never had a dog before, and I didn't realize how much fun they were. I, I said to my husband, <laughs> why didn't we have a dog sooner? Um, but, but then again, like the reality of having a dog hit me when we're going to be gone for Thanksgiving week, it'd be great if you're planning on robbing me. Um, (laughs) but anyway, we're going to be gone Thanksgiving week. And so I'm actually paying my sister, um, to come live in my house for the week and take care of the dog and the cats. It's it's different than leaving cats. It's completely different. Yeah, and we always have, like, because, you know, I had the old cat that was, like, dying, which, incidentally, she died recently. So we always had somebody come by, like, a couple times a day for her. But still, you know, it it is different. Mm -hmm. Sorry, do you have a dog? No. a rabbit, right? Tony is a dog. Wait, Tony's got a rabbit? He does. I have a rabbit, yes. What's the rabbit's name? Uh, He is now 10 years old, and uh, his name is Muffin. Does he like poop on a pee pee pad? Uh, he goes in the litter box. Yes, he does. He goes in the litter box. I should have done that. I had a rabbit named Carl. Rabbits are very easy to uh, to litter bo- litter train. So didn't know that. Now, okay, if you want to catch our other podcast, uh, pets and how to train them. Uh, right. You know, you, you, <laughs> Not to train them. You, you can go, you can check out uh, that podcast. Um, but uh, we're actually here today to talk about Adventures by Disney. So Adventures by Disney, for those of you who don't know, uh, is a segment of the Disney company. They fall under the Disney Signature Experiences, and they are group-guided tours uh, and family vacations to over 40 uh, domestic and international destinations across all seven continents. Uh, They started out in 2005. By 2015, they had expanded to six continents. Um, and uh, in 2015, they partnered with AMA Waterways to host river cruises. Uh, while the ships are owned and maintained by AMA Waterways, uh, the Adventure by Disney guides uh, continue running the tours and uh, managing it. Um, so uh, their final bit of expansion occurred in 2019 as part of the 20th Century Fox deal, where they gained National Geographic Partners travel and tour operations, and those have been folded into Adventures by Disney as well. Uh, So I personally have not had an opportunity to do an Adventures by Disney trip, Um, but uh, we actually have two of our hosts today who have been on them, uh, and that is Chris, uh, who we're gonna talk about her experience over this summer, uh, and Adam, who did a very short uh, Adventures by Disney experience. So, Adam, why don't you tell us what you did? I did. So, in 2016, 
I did the backstage magic tour at Walt Disney World. It was the seven-hour tour, and you got to go backstage at Epcot, Magic Kingdom. Um, we went to the laundry facility. <laughs> we went to a couple resorts. And at the end of the tour, we got a pin that said, uh, you know, we uh, thank you for taking the tour or whatever, your honorary uh, Adventures by Disney tour. So I think technically, although it's not listed on the website, technically I was on an ABD, albeit for seven hours. Do you think they just ran out of pins that day and they were like, let's give <laughs> these people something special? No, I mean, it said backstage magic on it, but it also said um, Adventures by Disney. So I think that's why it counts. I'm, I'm actually surprised they don't have an equivalent. They do a Disneyland and a Disneyland Los Angeles tour which is really intense and great for um, Disney fans. I think it's fantastic. I'm surprised they don't have an equivalent in Walt Disney World. Yeah, they definitely you know? could yeah. do something. And it pair it with, yeah. like, a visit to NASA or um, yeah, or Gatorland or something. Gatorland, for um, sure. That, <laughs> that was actually done in the past. They uh, Was it really? Yeah, they, they used to do a Florida adventure that included uh, – a few days at Walt Disney World with backstage access, a day at Kennedy Space Center, a night at Disney Springs, uh, oh. some kayaking, some boating, and a barbecue. And the Everglades, probably, right? And that was that was 2016. It was a seven-day Central wow. Florida tour. See? I, see, I didn't even know that. Yeah. yeah. And that's one of the things about Adventures by Disney is they are always changing up their itineraries. Yeah. Um, you know, there are certain international trips, you know, Rome and, and uh, Europe. Uh, and Asia that that they seem to run on a regular basis, but the the American stuff uh, in North America seems seems to change up. Uh, right now, their their tours are more centered in the uh, Midwest and West, uh, as well as Alaska. Uh, there's not anything going on on the East Coast right now, but they have had the Central Florida tour in the past. They have had the New York City uh, experience. Um, which, you know, you got to go to the, some of their Broadway theaters. You got to go to Good Morning America um, and, and check out all the, the Disney stuff there. Uh, so, you know, while they do have Disney, uh, you know, Disney touches here and there, they're primarily not Disney locations that you're visiting. Um, yeah. So that is part of the uniqueness. Uh, another unique aspect of the trip is while Disney does provide tour guides, uh, from the Disney company, they also incorporate local guides uh, to give you more of that local flair, uh, some of the area, you know, storytelling. They know the history and there's no better people to bring you, uh, you know, somewhere and show you around than a local. Um, and, and that's, you know, one of the key selling points of Adventures by Disney is that they do include uh, local people uh, on these tours. Um, I just wanted to say one thing real quick. They do have, or in the past, recently, they've had a Washington, D.C. and a Boston. So those are like sort of short. Um, I think the D.C. is only a three-night. Mm -hmm. And the Boston is, I think the Boston is a little longer because they go into like Massachusetts and historical sites in the area. They do some of those three-night short escape. Those are all over it's Europe generally that they do mm -hmm. those, but they do do them in the States. I think yeah, they, 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 they've done Philly in the past as well. Yeah, that's right. They did that one. I don't. And, I and I think, think New York City. Popular. 
yeah. With Broadway, they would do too. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I I don't know if if your headphones cut out, but uh, I mentioned New York about uh, two and a half minutes ago. Oh, yeah, Adam. Sorry. Um, (laughs) are you watching a Yankee game while we're no? No, No, the Yankees are they get playoffs don't start for the Yankees till Tuesday, Tony. You know that. Supposed to be special, Adam. Come on. So maybe Um, maybe maybe one of the things we can talk about are the different trip types that Adventures by Disney has. Um, they have uh, land adventures. They have river cruises, as we mentioned earlier. They have expedition cruises, and uh, some of those are the um, National Geographic cruises that we had spoken about earlier. Uh, they have escapes, which are shorter trips. They have adult exclusive trips. So while most of their itineraries are geared towards families, they do occasionally offer uh, trips that are adults only. Uh, They also have a private jet adventure that is new for 2023, uh, and that is a 24-day trip around the world to every Disney park, uh, as well as Egypt and India. Uh, So that uh, that was that sold out in a matter of of hours, I believe. Um, Wow, that is very exciting. Even it didn't even open for regular booking. Right. Yeah. Well, because it opened for, I believe, Club 33 and previous um, um, people who've done it before. So obviously, you know, if you've done an ADD, for most people, it is a bucket list trip. But for some people, mm-hmm. it's, this is my 15th ADD. Those people are going to, you know, have no problem spending 100000 But yeah, I, I want to say one thing, which I think is extremely important for anyone considering this, which is that the river cruise is very different than the land. So when you go on a river cruise, you're going to a different place every day. And so you're not doing an intense sort of, you know, you're not doing three days in Paris or something, seeing everything. You're seeing just a little bit. It's like a little taste. So you're not getting a lot of sleep, to put it bluntly. The land ones are not as quite as bad. So when I talk about the river cruise, um, I'll I'll touch on that again, but, I think it's important to know how you like to travel because for some people, the river cruise is great, but for others, the the land is so much better because they get a more intense experience, but they also get made to sleep because we didn't sleep. So um, can I say one more thing? If you want to talk about the most important ones, Rome, number one, everybody Mm -hmm. wants to do Rome. Uh, Costa Rica, entry level, very popular. And the Disneyland one that we mentioned is also kind of an entry level. The price is a lot lower for Disneyland mm-hmm. than it is for the other adventures. So. I thought that the Costa Rica one was a lot more interesting than I thought it would be. And the food looked yeah. really, really good. The food mm-hmm. looked amazing. We So our friend, and we all, we all know her except for maybe Adam, our friend Liz just did the Costa Rica one. And, um, and also I've sent multiple clients on that one. That is probably, that's the one that gets people hooked. You know, that's the one that everybody does kind of to start out. They want to do something a little different. That's a really popular one. People love it. And Liz loved it, you know. You know Um, what I find interesting is, you know, you say Costa Rica hooks people. Uh, The Costa Rica Adventures by Disney trip is actually cheaper than the Disneyland and Southern California Adventures by Disney trip. Mm-hmm. Well, and that can depend too, because the prices are going to be different throughout the year. But also, this is a little thing for DVC owners. You know, if you if you own DVC, you get first day pricing. So unlike a lot of Disney products, 
Um, like if I book Walt Disney World Resort in January, the price is not necessarily going to change in June just because the resort's filling up, right? I mean, but with ABD, the every time you fill a room, the price can go up, right? And so like that can be great. The, the incentive then is to book the first day if you can. Um, but if you have DVC, you get first day pricing, even if it's a week before you travel. So mm. keep that in mind. So it's it's very similar to cruise pricing then, where as availability yeah, decreases, exactly. price price goes up. Yep, mm-hmm. exactly. You know, yeah, that's probably a better analogy. Thanks. And, you know, while you're talking about uh, pricing uh, and booking a trip, it's probably a good point to remind our listeners that if they are interested in booking an Adventures by Disney trip or getting more information about one, they can always contact, uh, you know, the good people at Main Street and More Travel. Uh, you know, if you reach out to Chris, uh, she will set you up with an agent. Uh, it could be Chris. It could be Liza. It could be myself. It could be one of the other many wonderful uh, Main Street and more agents. So, uh, you know, keep that in mind if, if you have any interest after this show. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a, I think, a good one to have an agent. Well, anytime you go, of course, we're always obviously biased, right? Um, Just a little. But I, yeah, but I think anytime you're spending that kind of money and going out of the country, you want someone. Because, like, when I did mine, there were all kinds of crazy stuff going on. And um, it would have been nice to have an agent on hold with ABD a couple of those times. So you, so you did have an agent. It just happened to be you. It was me. Yes. Yeah. But and it's different when we're our own agent. Yeah. <laughs> it's I'm not, way different. I'll, be, I'll tell you, I'm not as organized for myself. So, but um, yeah, that's another story for my own stuff. I'm kind of like, eh. Now, anyway. now, Chris, you mentioned that, you know, wait times for adventures by Disney. If you are a travel agent, aren't that bad. Or even if you're calling and, and that's because, you know, there's just not it's not like going to Walt Disney World. You're, mm-hmm. you're dealing with tens of thousands of guests per day who are staying, you know, on site. Um, but Adventures by Disney, it's a little smaller. Uh, it's more of a boutique. Uh, would, would you say it's more of a boutique experience? Um, it is. A, a little higher end. Uh, oh, it's and, a lot higher end. Yeah. And and, and you're treated as such. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think that they give you white glove, uh, white glove service throughout. Uh, and that extends to your third party, you know, travel agent providers like uh, Main Street and More Travel. Uh, so since you've actually been on an Adventures by Disney experience, why don't you kind of walk us through, you know, you you book the process. Uh, I know they reach out to you. Uh, you know, how do you go about uh, arranging things? Uh, is air travel included? You know, when you have that base price, what what so- are you looking at? So the base price is, doesn't include air. They can book air. I will tell you as a travel agent looking out for my clients, I don't allow them to do that. Now, occasionally booking air through DCL or Adventures by Disney can be a better deal. So definitely price it. But most of the time, it's going to be higher. So just file that away. Um, so you would go ahead and you always have to call ABD. You can't book it online. And in fact, unfortunately, their website doesn't necessarily reflect what's available. So like there have been a couple of times I've called and they'd be like, I'll have the December 28th, you know, whatever. And they'll be like, that's not been available for three months. So just keep that in mind. It's not always indicative of what's available. You just call them. They're really wonderful to work with as a person who paid for my ABD with all gift cards. Cause I'm going to save that 5%. You know, they're also patient and um, they can answer a lot of questions. I think for me, I I was a tiny bit stressed because at the time we 
the COVID testing was sort of up in the air when I went because I went at the end of June. There's a lot of changes all the time with European travel even now. So they were pretty good at keeping up with that. Uh, anyone who's gone overseas, I know, I know Liza has, knows the stress of that right now. I think by next year, we're really not going to be dealing with that, hopefully. But that so, was part of your experience too, Chris. Not only were you dealing with the pandemic, uh, but, but you happened to be uh, on, on your uh, river cruise uh, right uh, as things were getting pretty testy over, uh, yeah. over with uh, the, the Ukraine. So we were going to do this whole thing as a family. And um, and I'll mention something about why booking with ABD is a little less flexible than with other products. So we were going to do this with a family, as the family. And um, I got nervous about it. And I thought, I don't really want to do this. I don't want to spend all this money. Things are crazy in Europe. At the time, we still had to test to get on the ship. We had to test to go back to the States. I was really worried. So we decided to put it off until next year. And, um, but then I, I really wanted to go to Europe. And so my daughter wanted to go. And so we just, the two of us went, which was very nice and special um, to go. But yeah, it was, a, it was a little nerve wracking because you're going from Munich to Budapest on this one on the Danube. And you're thinking, gosh, are things going to get crazy? Are there going to be refugees everywhere? Is something crazy going to happen? I, I don't know. You, your mind goes through a lot of stuff at a time like this, but everything was smooth as can be, um, mm -hmm. no issues. The cancellation process, a little different. So when you put down your deposit, which is 10%, when you put down your deposit, it's non-refundable after 14 days. Now, unlike Disney World, where I could move a deposit for years and I've had clients who've done it, you can only move that one time without penalty. I had already moved the ABD I had booked for my family like probably five times because of COVID and everything else. So they, they were very flexible with us moving it again, but that's not the norm. So just keep that in mind. Um, the deposits are pretty high, so you don't want to lose that and definitely get insurance for sure. All right. So, you know, uh, Chris, we, we did mention that, that you went on recently on a trip and this was back in June and you had the opportunity to take an Adventures by Disney River cruise uh, on the Danube. So uh, you want to give us some details about uh, the cruise, maybe about river cruising in general? I, I don't think many people, uh, you know, uh, river cruising is not big in the States, uh, but it does seem to be bigger over in Europe. Maybe they've got more rivers. You know, I, I think here we do river cruising on the uh, Mississippi. Uh, and if you're evil Knievel, you jump the Snake River. Uh, but exactly. That's, uh, Adam has no idea what we're talking about. Maybe Liza no, I kind of don't either because I didn't follow Evil Knievel. Yeah, that, I that was that was like your um, stage name. No, no, this is totally lame. Okay. <laughs> no, that was straight straight sugar. Straight sugar. That's right. That's your dancing name. Um, so river, you're right. I mean, river cruising is really, really big in Europe, and I think the stereotype of it is kind of true which is that it's more geared towards older folks because you get to see a lot of places. You have, you, the great thing about it is you're not moving. Like it's like a moving hotel, right? So you're not having to move your luggage every, you know, however often. And uh, so like, and is, I don't like the stereotype at all. In fact, we have a really young agent. I don't even think she's 30. She's going with a group of friends on Viking like next week. But I think overall, it is an older crowd. So a few years ago, as Tony said, Disney decided to get into the river cruise business. 
with the idea that you could see a lot of things with your kids or you could see, um, you know, you could have multi-generational like grandparents, parents, kids, you know, everybody enjoying the same trip. And in order to make it appealing with families, they decided to have rooms that do sleep three. I think some sleep four. Uh, I will tell you that would be a very tight fit. And, um, you know, so just make it a lot easier. They have kids activities at night and sort of that sort of thing. So and, and in fact, even on the tours that you go on with Disney, like, you know, they might have like like on our tour, we had like a day where everybody could go see these horses at this. Well, it's in, it's in Budapest. It's this huge horse farm and there's lots of things for the kids to do. It's very physical that day. But also you could go into the city and do different tours during that day. So, you know, they try to have something for everybody. I think for the most part, they've been successful with that. I will say the Danube is a little slower than like the Rhine, which is going to have a lot more physical stuff. But they did include things like we went out into the forest. They had this, uh, it's called, they call it treetops. And it's these little bridges or little walkways at the top of the trees. So you're seeing all this beautiful scenery. It's very physical. There's tire swings for the kids. It's crazy. They had that kind of thing. And then they had a big hike we could do up to an old castle, things like that. So, I mean, I'm getting ahead of myself, but basically there's activities for kids. And some of these activities are not things that you might do on a traditional river cruise because you would have like older um, clientele. But Disney does three different ones. They do the Spain, and that goes from Paris down to, you know, the beaches of Normandy and all that down to the coast. That one looks fantastic. Um, they have the Rhine, which goes from Switzerland up to Amsterdam. Um, that looks amazing. And then they have the Danube, which is sort of, like I said, your more laid back kind of little towns and a couple big towns. Um, so so that's that's what they offer. And Chris, if, if I can just jump in here, uh, you know, we are talking river cruising and, you know, uh, on our show, we've talked a lot about cruising. We've talked a lot about the Disney Cruise Line uh, and Disney Cruise Line. You know, their smallest ship is 2,700 people. Their biggest ships, 4,000 guests. You know, river cruising is more quaint. Uh, yeah. You know, Ama Waterways, you know, who handles the cruising for uh, um, Adventures by Disney, you know, their ships are 160 guests, uh, 140 guests, 70 guests. So they're a much smaller, much more intimate experience. Yeah, they really are. I mean, like, that's how many people we could have on ours if it was max capacity. But we had 64 people. Mm -hmm. So, like, everybody knew everyone on board. We were all hanging out every night. And uh, so that was that was kind of fun. And, and it, it was very different than I think maybe if we'd had double the capacity where, you know, there were some faces you might not see. But but ours was a close-knit group. I'll, I will say on the waterways, stellar. And if you are, I mean, not to go against Disney or anything because we love Disney, but you can do something similar on AMA without the kid activities. So if like, I, I can't say good enough things about Alma Waterways. Their ship was really beautiful and their food was really good. Like, and I think, Tony, I think I told you this, like sometimes when I'm on a regular cruise ship, I might not like the dining room food every meal, but every meal we had on Alma was fantastic. 
good to know. And, and, and a lot easier, you know, less people on the ship. Yeah. Uh, more of a personalized experience for the, the chefs. You know, it's not this mass produced kitchen pumping through 4,000 meals. Yeah. You yeah, know, the point. kitchen staff's yeah. doing 140 meals or 60 meals in your case, uh, which, mm-hmm. you know, is, is probably going to provide for a better experience. Yeah, and they were they were fantastic. Like if they just like on a regular cruise ship, like if they give you something, you're not crazy about it. They'll give you something else. They were great with allergies. We had people with allergies on board. Um, they took good care of them. And you know, I I was impressed with the food. So I would I would highly recommend it. Um, another thing I want to say is Disney is going to be a little hard to find on these cruises. So you do have your like. We only had half the number of guides because we had half the number of people. So we had our Disney guide. His name was Dean. He's also a VIP tour guide out in Walt, uh, Disneyland. He's fantastic. And then we had two local guides who were both from Hungary. And so you're having a lot of, you know, a lot of contact with these people and you get to know them. And, you know, I mean, they're working for Disney for a reason. They're very good at what they do. Um, and then, of course, you have the local kind of like, in the town like you know one day we went around Passau and uh we had this lady and she had like the traditional dress and she took us all over the the town I met a cat you know that kind of thing so that adds something to it and if you're a history nerd it's really fun the river cruises they all look really nice to me I do like that they have um a more intimate setting like it's smaller I like the big windows in some of the rooms and oh yeah that was fantastic yeah so did you have like a big balcony room or a room with or do they all have big windows that's such a good question so some of the the least expensive rooms have only like two little windows at the top of the ceiling Mm -hmm. um or the top of the wall sorry and those i don't those don't look great to me i have to admit um we didn't go in there because we didn't have those rooms because there were so few of us on the ship everybody got upgraded so they have have french balconies and they have traditional balconies and alma waterways is one of the few uh you know river cruising ships that um that actually has balconies like real balconies um we just had a french balcony which is like basically you open up the door i mean open up this big like it's almost like a um like a like a sliding glass door like you would have at home you just open that up but that was more than sufficient the rooms are tiny the rooms are tiny. Like I imagine like a really tall guy would really not love those showers. Um, but we had the smallest bathroom that's on the ship. So I know that um, there was a, a family, this lady, okay, like the whole ship was full of doctors, just FYI. It would have been a great place to, you know, be a hypochondriac or maybe or have, have a heart, heart attack. attack. <laughs> I know, right? I did. I said to somebody, I'm like, oh God, I was asking one, the, one of the dermatologists like, for, hey, what do you think of this? You know, like, oh like they're you know, they're all doctors because that's who it appeals to, right? People who have like really intensely busy lives, they just want everything planned out. But uh, she was mentioning their bathroom, and I was like, wait a minute, you know, because like her bathroom was obviously a lot bigger than ours. So yeah, so they do, but it's so expensive to get those kind of you know cabins. But um, you know, for a week, it's more than sufficient. The, the room we were in had, it was either one queen size or two twin beds. Um, the beds were not great. Like, you know, you go in there, think if you've been on Disney Cruise Line and Tony can attest to this and you like the, the beds on DCL are incredible, right? 
So you go in there thinking, where's my great bed? And it's just a regular twin bed. So, but you know, again, it's a week. Um, and it was immaculate. Like I am the biggest stickler for like schmutz, you know, dirt in any places. I don't like that. And uh, it was so clean. So. Yes, it looks um, it looked beautiful. Like every time I've seen the pictures online of those rooms, yeah. they just look so pretty. The ship looks yeah. beautiful. And it's I would like beautiful. a river cruise. I think I would like a river cruise. I am you a would. golden girl and I like golden girl things. I feel like a river cruise is somewhere that I could lounge around in a caftan or, you know, something like that. And I feel like it would just be really nice. Do they have bingo? No, but they do have like games and they had karaoke at night. And that's when I discovered my daughter could really belt out a song. Like I'd never heard her sing like that before, but they have like stuff like that at night. They had traditional dancing. Yeah. I will say like our ABD was a tiny bit different. We were the first um, group to go out since COVID and mm -hmm. we were also a very small group. So like they were kind of just, um, some of it, they were just having to navigate Uh -huh. for the first time in a very long time. So it was it was a tiny bit different than if we had gone even a month later. In addition to the the ship itself, you know, the cabins and the dining room and all this, they have this um, deck. You, you, know, you can go on the, up on the top deck. And like one day we went through this area called the Vakao Valley, which was stunning. Like it was incredible. Like you're just going through this valley and there's all these vineyards and castles, it was insane. I had no idea what it was going to look like. I could spend my life there, it was amazing. Um, but you have this top deck and all these little chairs and they have like these awnings you can get under, but they also have a track. And I like to walk at night and Tony and I are the same way. Like when we go on a cruise, we love our deck four on DCL. We're gonna be walking at night So I was walking, but you know, you're not moving at night, except for one of the nights you're docked. And we were docked next to this Russian ship. And it was like a Russian river cruise ship. And they were making fun of me. <laughs> so I was so offended because I, I had to get my exercise in because, you know, I'm eating pastries and ice cream all day long. Yeah. And they made fun of me. How do you know they were making fun of you? Oh, because they were speaking English when they did. I'd love to tell you that my Russian was still that good, but I had no idea. But I knew, I recognized some of the Russian, but then they were speaking English to me because they were like, keep walking, keep walking, ha, ha, ha. I was like, you're so rude. <gasps> anyway. Oh my god. They gosh. totally like they totally like ruined my fun. I mean, it was annoying. Anyway, but yeah, so they have this track and like every night I was up there like, you know, plus also you like to kind of it is close quarters. So it's really nice to get out there and it was you know, you can see the cities where you're parked at and yeah. That's the other nice thing is like unlike a, a regular cruise ship, some of the cities you can just get off the boat and walk to where you want to go. So that's that's really nice. Important um, question, Chris. Is there walking track all on one deck? It is. Yeah, oh, not excellent. like the Wish, right? Excellent. <laughs> it's not that big, but it's it's sufficient. I mean, you can definitely get your steps in. So. Yeah, I, I think that you know, as much as I enjoy cruising, uh, you know, there's there's a lot more to do. So I'm assuming on a river cruise during the day you're out experiencing the town. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. So there's there's no towel folding classes. There's no bingo. There's no, uh, no. you know, none of the, 
drink uh, tasting sessions. There's no movie theater. There, there's nothing uh, like yeah. that. Um, you know, I'm I'm all about eating. Uh, do they only have the main dining room? How do they handle food? Uh, you know, on the regular Disney cruise ships, we're used to going to some of the quick service locations. Yeah. What, how how do you get a snack during the day? Do they offer room service? So that there is, there was room service. Um, we didn't order it, but and you're making a really good point. And I said this to my daughter because, like, you know, sometimes when you're on your ship, you're like, it's ten o'clock at night. I want to go get an ice cream cone. That's not happening. So. You have your breakfast. They do offer a lunch on a ship for people who decide not to go on tours that day. And that does happen. Um, but most people are going to eat in town. You know, they're going to, you know, because like a lot of times they'll do like a, a really kind of intense tour in the morning. And there may be something in the afternoon, but you can also have free time. So most people are going to go and do the tour in the morning. One of, I think, two or three options they usually give you. And then you'll go ahead and just have your lunch and go explore on your own. Mm-hmm. So I, I I thought that aspect of it was a little um, limiting when you're used to being on a on a regular cruise ship. Now, having said that, like there were, um, you know, again, all you have to do is literally get off the ship because they stay. Usually they 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 do move at night, but it's usually not till midnight or even two in the morning. So you can go ahead like at nine o'clock and go off the ship. And a couple nights we did that. Um, one night, a bunch of the, the teenage girls, they were bored, you know, they wanted to get out and stretch their legs. And so they got off the ship. There was a, a little park next to us and it was safe. You know, it was like, it was like nine or 10, but there were like people out playing and hanging out and running around and eating ice cream and drinking beer because of course it was Austria. And um, I just went to the playground. And had a blast. And of course, all the mothers are like, oh, should I worry? Um, but, you know, they had fun. So everything's so close is what I'm saying. Like one night, my daughter and I were like, we're done with the dining room. Let's go get pizza. And we had the best pizza, you know, so. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. and, but, but you know, you just mentioned one of the benefits of the smaller ships is, you know, those rivers, um, you know, they can accommodate a large cruise ship, which is why they have river cruise ships. Uh, and those ships are, you know, on these old fashioned rivers. And of course, in the old days, they built towns right on the rivers. Uh, so they're, they don't need these, these, you know, the ship's draft don't, aren't that big. So they, they don't need these deep water ports or the tender anywhere. So, you know, you're right in the town. And, and like Chris says, you know, you're, you're just steps off the ship uh, and you're right in the action. And and that's one of the, the other benefits of, of a river cruise is, you know, you're not at a port. Uh, you know, you're not 40 minutes away from everything and having to take a bus to get to to the action. Um, so that's that's a nice option. I will say a couple of the days we did have to take a bus and and that was not my favorite part. So mm-hmm. the day we did the treetop thing, it was probably a 40 minute bus ride. Um, we actually were in Germany and we went into Austria to do that. And then um, the next time we had to do that was in Salzburg. And if I could redo one of the days, that would be the day. Because I feel like, you know, they took us to the town where, and you had different options. Like you could do this, it's like this um, Haline salt mine. You could do that, right? But um, 
I had done that year, like years ago and I thought if we do this again, I want to do that with my kids. So we skipped that. But um, but you went to like the town where the Abbey was, where the Sound of Music, you know, took was filmed, which was super cool because I'm a big nerd for that movie. But then you had to go into Salzburg. So you're you are wasting some time. But unfortunately, Salzburg is, is not close to the Danube. So you're kind of if you want to go there, you have to do the bus. That was we we actually had a cool um, bus driver there. He was giving us all kinds of history lessons on the way. So and oh my god, the scenery is just like so insane. Like these mountains. I mean, I I lived in Germany for two years, so I know it's beautiful. But there were times on that trip where I would literally just go, oh my god, oh my god, like all the time. I would walk in and without any kind of like embarrassment, my mouth would drop open to some of these incredible cathedrals. And it's just, it was amazing. But yeah, I would redo the Salzburg day. But maybe that's because I'm just, you know, I'm just that nerdy about that movie, but still I, you know. But, th- but that's the other thing too. Like if you're on a river, and Liza said, you know, calf Dan hanging out. There's not that mm. much time for hanging out, Liza. Like um, you, you, that's the thing. It's super intense because you're up and you're really like going on a tour at 8 a.m. or 8.30 if you're lucky. And it was kind of mm. like basic training, really. Only no one was really yelling <laughs> at you. Um, and you had better food. <laughs> okay. It so it's kind bad. of only like basic training because you wake up early. <laughs> you wake up early and you've got to be down somewhere. It's like intense. Well, okay. So it's been a while since I was in basic training, but what I remember yeah. the most, hating the most was that early wake up and being like, oh crap, I got to do something right away. Um, anyway. Nobody likes that ever. They made my bed too. So that's not what See, that's, that's good. I had to make my own bed then. You had to make your own bed. I had to make my own bed. Yeah. And I had yeah. to sneak candy in the room and stuff. I could have candy if I wanted it. So um, there's no dessert on demand? No. See, no. that's a problem. No, but see, you're going to go into the town and, you know, do things like I'll, I'll give you a good example. Like the day that we went to um, Krems, there's this place called Milk Cathedral, like M-E-L-K. Probably the most stunning piece of architecture I've seen in Europe. It was I can't even tell you. It blew my mind. I think mind. I was on the phone with you when you walked in and you were like, I got to go. Yes, yes. So I wasn't going to go because my old bosses had gone. And I distinctly remember her going, one of my bosses going, oh, it was so boring. And I was like, maybe I'll just rest today. So I like waited about an hour after everyone left. And I was like, I'm not going to miss this. I'll just go into the town and maybe get like some pastries or something. Right. Yeah, you have to snack to bring back. Yes. And so I... I I just walked. It was like maybe a mile and a half, and through this nice little you know, uh, murder murdering kind of park, a little secluded. No, it was fine. So anyway, I just walked through that, and I I got up there, and I'm like, wait a minute, this is the Abbey that was boring. So that blew my mind. And but that's a good example of you know they were already on that tour. You know that's what they were doing. I just did all of it on my own. I think, you know, for me, that was very, I loved it. I think the only advantage is, is they went earlier, so it wasn't as crowded. When I went, it was, like, full of, like, you know, school groups and all the yeah. people from the Viking 
the Viking people were there from their river cruise. Um, and you were over there, I think, around the time when school was letting out for everybody over there. Here's the cool thing. Okay, so you and I were on the phone when this happened, I think. So we're like in this amazing abbey, right? It was incredible. And I start hearing Coldplay, and I'm like, geez, these people are really <laughs> different here. But it turns out there's actually a private school there, and they were having their end-of-year thing. So I kind of like peeking over the wall Aww. trying to see what these kids are doing. They were going bonkers. So that was kind of fun. Um, That's just, cute. Just, just get a little, you know, taste of what those kids go through. Um, anyway, so, but yeah, that was amazing. So you can go ahead and sleep in one day and then just go into the town. Like it's totally flexible. It's not like getting on a, you know, like Tony can attest to this. When you're getting off a ship on a Disney cruise, like in the Caribbean, you got to go through all this process. You just stick your little badge on a little beeper thing and it goes beep and you leave. And they just do that because they want to make sure that, you know, you're, um, so they're not going to like, they're not going to sail off and leave people like on the other like, cruise ships. Like if you don't come back in time, it would be very hard to get left behind because I think there's only really one day that they leave early. And that's when you go through the Vakal Valley. Okay. Um, and, and actually you could take a bike ride that day and still meet them. So, cause some, oh, some people wow. did, like, like a 25 mile bike ride. So. It sounds like it was an awesome experience. It was awesome. Now, for me, I, I'm going to add this caveat because it's back to Liza with her caftan. I I like more intense kind of, like, I, I would rather stay like three days in a city. So if you're the kind of person who, you know, you're going to go to Munich and you want to stay for several days, or you're going to Vienna and you want to stay for several days, that's the downside is you're getting like maybe 12 hours in a location. So you really have to pick very carefully, you know, what you want to do. So some, some say that's a downside. Others say that's a benefit because you're, you're cramming so much more in. Yep. And that's true because they, I, I know when we did the adventures by Disney training on our modules that we have to do with Disney to, you know, be compliant with Disney. They said that like people will river cruise and then they will pick places to come back. And it's some high percentage that people come back to, but it would be hard to get back to some of the places like going to Krems or going to, you know, some of the smaller cities. So, but again, you can also change things. Like we had an overnight in Vienna, which meant you got a lot of Vienna, but the second day we were supposed to go from Vienna by bus to Bratislava and then go to another castle. And I'm like, I want to stay in Vienna because there's some really cool stuff I think that I want to do. So that's what we did. We just did our own thing. And I think about half the ship stayed in Vienna. So you have that option. So let me ask you the all important question. If you had the opportunity to river cruise or do a regular Disney cruise, what do you choose first? Well, I love going to Europe, so I'm I'm going to do the river cruise. Oh, but you know what? I can do Europe on a Disney cruise. So, oh gosh, um, for my kids, I'm going to do a Disney cruise because there's more for the kids. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, that's that's the thing, and and there's just certain things you can't overcome on a river cruise. They don't have kids club, you know, so mm -hmm. they do have like, you know, during dinner, for example, they will have a separate dinner for the kids in the lounge where they set up like fish, well, not fish necks, but like chicken nuggets and whatnot. But 
they don't have a kids club. So there is more for kids to do. And you also have to have kids who are really like okay with walking through a cathedral three days in a row, you know, or something like that. So there's a little more for them to do. Excellent. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing that experience with us. You're welcome. I, I, if I can do the rhyme next year, if something like magical happens, I'm going to do the rhyme. So All right. also I've got the Disneyland one. Cause remember I still, they still have my money. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so I am going to do, cause you know, we have a 20, we had one paid for in 2020. We've just been moving. So just FYI, I'll be doing the Disneyland LA one next July, God willing. So. All right. Yeah. That, that sounds like uh sounds like a plan. Oh, I can't wait for that one because that one you get to go into Imagineering and stuff. So, uh, yeah. And Muppets. Once, once again, oh. I'm, je- I'm jealous. Yeah. I want to go see the Muppets. Yeah. But but they, this is the this is the part of the show where we can dream. So. Right. Uh, you know, for those of us who have not been on a true Adventures by Disney adventure, I'm going to ask you, uh, you know, if you had two or three, uh, Adventures by Disney bucket list type of trips, what would you choose? And uh. Since it's ladies first, I'm I'm going to go to uh, I guess Liza. Okay, well I thought you were gonna pick Adam, but that's okay. If I was going to be able to go one day, and somebody's gonna pay for me to do it, so I would want to do Japan. It's so far away, first of all, and it's like a totally different. It's not like Europe, you know, like Europe's a little familiar, kind of, even if you've never been there, it's, I don't know, it just doesn't seem as crazy as Japan, like Japan's just totally different, everything's different there, and it's just, I feel like I would want a guide, I would want somebody to take me to all the cool spots, and this place, I mean, it goes up and down Japan, like you're doing Tokyo, you're doing Osaka, all these different places of Hiroshima I mean you're seeing a lot of stuff in that amount of time 26 sites I mean that's I and I would love to do Tokyo Disney Sea like if I could end it in Tokyo Disney I would have to try to tie in in Tokyo Disney I'm just saying I would I want mean, to you're stay. out there why not right yeah because I, I mean what am I going back <laughs> I mean I probably would never go back so in in it's just, it's the ultimate bucket list for me to go to Japan. I love Japanese stuff and my kids do too. So they would, oh my gosh, I can't even imagine. Another good one would be to do, um, the Greece one looks good to me because it just, it does. And Norway, obviously Norway. Oh, Norway. I would love that one. The Norway one looks beautiful and I really think that, um, well, everybody probably would want to do that private Italy one because you could go to the Vatican and see Venice and all of that, too. But and then the the last one that I really think would be cool. And I know this is kind of weird because I'm from the America, <laughs> but I thought it would be kind of cool to do the one in Arizona and Utah because it's the Monument Valley and the rafting down the Colorado River and all of that. I just I think and then camping out. I think that would be fun. And it's really not as bad of a price as the Japan one. <laughs> well, and the camping is actually really glamping. Like, I, yes. I sent a client on that one, and she sent me pictures of the tents, and they were very nice. So, oh, yeah. I, mean, I still don't want to camp ever again, but um, that, that looks pretty nice. 
over there, I would totally, totally be into it. Yeah. I would love it. I would be cooking beans on the fire. All right. Well, I, I asked you for like two or three, and I think you gave me, I don't know, four, maybe five trips there. They're so good, though. There's so They're, many good yeah. things. It's hard to even narrow it down, but Japan would be number one. I, I agree. Our friend Liz actually has booked the Japan one. So I've sort of been soaking up information vicariously and it sounds amazing. Oh, so, yeah. Especially the part where they make you sumo wrestle. Okay, I made that. <laughs> I could just oh, see you doing Could that. you see me do great. that? great. I probably get lost between something. I don't know. <laughs> I get between some, something. Speaking of sumo wrestling. Yes. Oh, Adam, what uh, what would your bucket list uh, adventures by Disney trips be? All right, so I promise I have three. Right? All right. I'm not going. I'm not going any higher. Um, and now this is very funny because Chris, you mentioned, and I didn't realize this on your on your uh, river cruise, the you could have seen the Abbey film from the um, from the Sound of Music, right? In Salzburg. Yeah, I mean we did go to that. Yeah. It's, it's outside yeah. of Salford, um yeah. so um I'd love to see that at some point but I didn't realize this they haven't now they have this is sort of a joke but they have a New England eight day trip and one of the stops is the you stay at the von Trapp family lodge in Vermont Ooh. which is of course the von Trapp family the real family that inspired the sound of music now the only problem with that one is you start in Vermont and you end in Maine, and I'm guessing they I'm guessing they assume that you're flying, right? You're flying into Vermont, you're flying out of Maine. But for somebody like for me from the East Coast, I would drive to Vermont and then you know somehow I got to get back to Vermont because that's where my car is for Maine. And the other thing is all of those places are places I can easily just do on my own without having to pay the premium. The, um, the difference but, is. Um... The difference is access, the kind of access you would get. Also, little things like you never touch your luggage, that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. yeah. So I think the, the access part, that's where then I would want to do the Disneyland Southern California tour, because we were talking about before, you get to go to Walt Disney Imagineering, which you really can't do unless if you're like a VIP, um, you can get a... You do a Walt Disney Studio tour, which is very similar. You really can't do it unless if you, you know, are on a special tour for that already. And then you get to go to Jim Henson Studios, which is, from what I understand, is very off limits, and it's very hard yeah, to get inside there. Uh, and plus, they do like backstage stuff at Disneyland itself, and um, uh, you know, VIP access there too. And and that's um, you know, especially if, you, if you're a fan like us. You'd want to do that. But the real one that I really would want to do and I think is worth the money is a 12-day Vietnam, Laos, and Cambodia uh, tour. Um, and I think that I think that's where the Adventures by Disney Premium really helps because I'm sure – I've never been to those countries. I'm sure there's a language barrier between you know english and whatever they speak yeah in, um, laos and cambodia that's like japan so it, that's why i would be nervous yeah and i yeah and i think um and i and especially in like vietnam a communist country and uh laos and cambodia are like jungle um third world nations you gotta be careful with 
where you are. So I think it's important to have a guide in a place like that. It's um, beautiful though. Yeah, yeah, and the and the um and the big the big draw for that trip is I always pronounce this wrong, but Ang- Angkor Wat, which is a old twelfth uh, century uh, religious temple in Cambodia that is like sort of um if you've seen the Jungle Book the temple that the that the monkeys are like living in. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's that is based off of the real Angkor Wat in um, Cambodia. Um, so that that would be like that would be my ultimate like adventures by Disney. You spend a lot of money on a guided tour as opposed to like trying to figure it out on your own. That's where I would want to go. Um, I would the the the, um, the New England one is funny, but I don't I don't think I'd spend that money on a place that's very close to where I um the disneyland one is nice because you're getting access to places that you really can't get access to but um yeah well i think that's the key i think the key for me and what makes abd appealing is that it does get you in places you normally couldn't go and so maybe i don't feel that way about like a london paris trip because those are really easy places to go for for experienced travelers but not everybody wants to deal with that. You know, not everybody wants to think about, I need to get on the Metro. I need to grab my bags. I need to do that. But the real appeal to me is like the access you might get to the Vatican and Rome, or like you said, going to Vietnam, just seeing things you never would have seen before. Um, The one in Egypt, you know, they've spent several years making sure it was safe to go there, you know, whereas if you go on your own, you might, maybe not be as comfortable so um that's what it the disney name opens doors and we've always been told lots of stories about oh this went wrong on this trip because something happened out of their control and the alternative ended up being better so um that's i think one of the real appealing parts of it all right well adam i'm glad you kept it to three see i can listen sometimes i i expected more I expected three consisting of six uh, different trips. I mean, the ultimate one is the is the is the one where you go on the private plane and then take you all the Disney parks. Yeah. But I mean, that one's like a hundred hundred grand and it's I already sold wanna, out. So I want to know who booked that. that. I really do. I want to know who. I heard Cheryl booked it. Yeah, we chartered yeah, exactly. the entire plane. We bought all seventy five seats. <laughs> Were there seventy five spots? Was that how it worked? Yeah, there were 74 or 75 slots open. Okay. First of all, I'm not flying around the world on a tiny plane like that. I just don't want to. I want my no, big I think Delta it's a, plane. It's, it's not I tiny. think it's, it's a, a 747. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is it really? Oh, okay. That's totally yeah. different then. So basically, you're like, you've got the whole plane to yourself, right? Yeah. Um, that's yeah, right. Like it's got apartments on it and such. Yeah. Do you, do you think Evans is going to be on that? Because he's like a massive Disney fan. Like when I would hear about people booking it, I just had this image of Chris Evans on the phone going, "Oh, hey, it's Chris Evans. I'm going to no, do like think, five rooms." I think he does that kind of thing on his I, I, on his own. I, because you're also like you're. I mean, you're also like bound to their schedule and something like 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 if you're a uh, you know an actor or something, you have your own yeah. schedule with. I don't. I mean, I, I don't know who know that trip is. Maybe, maybe Stamos. Maybe Neil Patrick Harris. I feel I like because totally yes, yep. it's I totally Stamos and MPH. Experience. 
Now, Chris, yep. I just so feel you like know. the people, the people oh, that ahead. can afford that, the people that can afford that trip would just do it on their own. They don't. Why would they? No, they would go through a travel agent. They don't have time, Adam. <laughs> no, I'm not. Well, not 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 just it. Okay. Not. I mean, they can use an agent, but I just can't see them like wanting to then do like be like toured around with other strangers. I don't know. I just I don't know. If it's a hundred thousand dollars a person, you have to think there are a lot of retired people who have that kind of disposable income who are like, I'm not giving this to my kids. I'm going to have a ball. Do you know what I'm saying? There really are. And, and, and so the, the ABD that we were on, I mean, okay, I'll give you an example. Melissa, my client, my friend, um, I sent her on an ABD to Italy and Switzerland. Phenomenal, gorgeous pictures. They had a great time, but she said to me afterwards, she's like, you know, I feel like my family and I are doing very well. Like, you know, job-wise and financially. She's like, these people were like over the top. And, you know, that is something that people have said to me. They're like, am I going to fit in with these people? Well, you know what? People with that kind of money, they don't have, they're not pretentious, surprisingly. They're like so laid back because they have nothing to prove, right? And everyone was nice on her tour and everyone was nice on mine. But some people out there, you know, 100,000, it's probably bucket list, you know, but they can do it. It's insane, but you know they can. So. And if you feel like you're one of those people, call me. Call me. <laughs> I will. I will. I will book you. I will yeah. book you. <laughs> or I'll go um, with you if you'd like to pay. Yeah. Do you need a guide? I can carry your handbag like you're the. Person. I would carry your luggage. Oh, like one of your corgis. I don't care. <laughs> I'll you give mean? you a pedicure. Anything. I'm good. Anything. I don't even care. Anyway. Hey, Chris, just j- just to update you, uh, if you are taking the around the world private jet adventure, uh, it is uh, they have chartered an Iceland Air uh, Boeing 757 that has been configured for VIPs. So, oh my gosh! So they've got their own plane that's super VIP luxury. I want to see the inside of this. Well, I can tell you the cockpit has fuzzy dice. <laughs> if only. <laughs> All right. Well, before we digress into more fuzzy dice type stuff, um, I will jump in and give my three bucket list adventures yes. by Disney trips. Uh, the first one would be Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second one would be the uh, Italy, uh, the the eight day Italy adventure, which starts in Rome and ends in Venice. Um, only because I really want to see the Sistine Chapel. And one of the nice things with a lot of the adventures by Disney. Uh, tours uh, is that Disney gets special access Uh, and for the Sistine Chapel they go in uh, it looks like now they're going in prior to opening Uh, so you're not dealing with the crowds you're going in with just your group Uh, and that's you know that's one of the benefits of of having the Disney uh, the Disney name behind your tour is uh, you know the cachet that that carries sometimes gets you uh, some special access Uh, and the last trip that I would do uh, would be um, the uh, Southern California adventure, because I, I think if you're going to do that you, and you're a Disney fan, you want to go to where it all began. And, you know, you can take a trip to Disneyland, but once again, you know, you're going to do uh, have experiences through adventures by Disney that you're just not going to get to do uh, if you do it by yourself. So I, I think to see where it all began to do Disneyland in Southern California would be uh, would be awesome. So years ago, Adam did the math on that, and I don't remember what the exact figures were, 
but I've stayed in that Lowe's Hollywood hotel. And so I know what it costs per night. And then when you um, take into consideration that you're staying there for two nights and then you're staying at the Grand Californian for three nights, plus you're getting, I think it's a six day park hopper, um, backstage access. Of course, all the tours that you're doing in Hollywood, you're even going to uh, um, the Tam O'Shanter where, you know, Walt used to go with his Imagineers. You see his table there and everything. Um, you're eating there. Like all this stuff, I think it's worth it. I think it's actually one of the most, um, if you do the Disney math, it makes sense. You know, mm -hmm. um, I would highly recommend that one. And hopefully, um, hopefully that happens for us. We've been trying to do, do that for a while. But um, yeah, I think that that one's such a good deal. Um, it is. So. All right, so Chris, I will end with you. Uh, what would your bucket list adventures by Disney trips be? Okay, I want to do the Rhine River Cruise. Um, I will, I, I, it's so expensive. I don't know when that's going to happen, to be honest. Um, and I, I think the Disneyland one is definitely something I really want to do, but I also want to do Japan. Um, but my, my real one that I want to do is there's a Vienna Prague and Krakow. So three beautiful East Central European cities that I, I think would be great to mm -hmm. see in depth. Well, I think our bucket lists are all set. We just need to find uh, someone to finance it all now. I know, right? Seriously. Exactly. Because that, that one with Prague and Vienna and Krakow is kind of steep. So I don't think that's happening for me, but it would be nice. So. But well worth it. Yes. Yeah. That wraps up our Adventures by Disney talk. And Chris, I'd like to thank you for, for coming on. It's been a while since we've chatted to you. I'm sure that yeah. uh, our listeners have, have missed you uh, oh. and uh, are glad to catch up with you a little bit. I, I heard they were crying. So I had to come back and throw everybody a bone. But I'll come back when I do something interesting. That's going to be a while. Oh, but you're doing something interesting soon. So we'll talk about that. I'm sure you'll be talking about that in a few weeks. Uh, perhaps, hopefully. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll leave them uh, in suspense. Leave them in suspense, yes. Yeah, Tony, you better. Tony. It's a mouse and more cliffhanger. Dun, dun, dun. It is a cliffhanger. You and Mark. Mark will be back. So uh, that'll wrap up the show. And I'd like to remind our listeners that, as always, our podcast is sponsored by Main Street and More Travel, an authorized Disney vacation planner. You can check out their website, MainStreetMoreTravel.com, request a quote, and let Chris and her team plan your family's next adventures by Disney vacation. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search on the Mouse and More podcast. On behalf of Liza, Adam, and our special guest, Chris, this is Tony, and we are the Mouse and More podcast. Good night, everyone. Bye. Good night. Good night. Take me with you.